0: What's up, Change Journals people? Tracy Winchell here. I've got one of my favorite people on the planet, Steve Austin, with me, and he's going to share his Change Journals with us today. How you doing, my brother?
1: Hey, my sister. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
0: What's life like in Alabama today on this fine June morning? You know, I'm
1: looking outside, the sky is blue, the grass is green, there's a fella out cutting the grass, I can see the pool from my back window, and it's looking awfully inviting, and uh, I'm talking to one of my best people, so I I'm know. just having a great day.
0: Awesome. Tell me what you got cooking with, uh, with uh, your tribe. You're working on some big stuff.
1: Boy, you know, I've got some fun stuff going on. I have been wanting an app that would sort of um, consolidate all the things I do. I do a little bit of stuff uh, between, and you know all about this, between the blog, the podcast, uh, the meditations that I do for Insight Timer, the affirmations that I do, Patreon, coaching, all this stuff. Man, I really, I want a way to consolidate it into one easy-to-use, really simple app and use it as a way to build some more community. You know, I'm kind of a community guy. And so um, I looked into having people build an app for me, and it is just astronomical to get someone to do that. And I said, well, I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> so I've been building an app, and uh, it is, it is. I think we're ready. Uh, it should be live in Google Play here um, by the end of the day. It's called Chaos to Calm, um, which is just, Playing off of my book, "Catching Your Breath: A Sacred Journey from Chaos to Calm."
0: Chaos so, to calm—that's what's new. So we're recording this uh, mid-June, uh, and we'll we'll have this out in late June, early July. So we'll put a link in the show notes because you'll be golden by then, huh?
1: Wonderful. Yeah. If uh, if you're an Android user, you can go to the Google Play Store and download Chaos calm if you're not an android user you can download it as a web app you can save it right to your smartphone or you can pull it up from any computer you just go to chaos
0: to calm dot app and that'll bring you right to it and it's free awesome so where does somebody else uh, find your work on facebook or your website yeah, uh,
1: so my website, which you can still get to, all this stuff you can get to from the app now. But my website is imsteveaustin and all the social media stuff is at Iamsteveaustin.
0: At I am Steve Austin, not you know the Stone Cold Steve Austin dude.
1: No, I don't crush beer cans on my forehead. I tried one time, but it
0: hurt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> we should probably do your 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 change journals. Let's pull back the curtain. And I want to learn about my friend Steve Austin's journaling habit. So yeah. tell me when you actually started journaling. Has it been consistent or fits and starts? Tell me about well, it.
1: Well, so if you read my blog, which we just talked about, you will see that my blog is it's my journey. I, I try to open up my story to invite other people in, to help other people But my my blog is a journal, and I've been doing that since 2010 at imcboston.com. Before that, it was Zanga, uh, which means I'm getting old. Uh, But I needed a way to process painful childhood memories. And I wasn't ready to start sharing that process with the world. I share everything else. I didn't really feel like sharing that yet. And so about a year ago, I started this personal journaling habit, just using good old pen and paper. And um, I, my time is not real strict on it. I I just, I do it until I feel like I'm ready to move on. So there are days I do 10 minutes. There are days I sit with it for half an hour. I don't do it every day. But if I'm feeling triggered, that's when I sit down and journal.
0: Mm. What would be your definition of feeling triggered that that's a term that a lot of us understand in the recovery community. Um, but, but other people may not quite know, well, how do you know when you're triggered? Sure. Yeah. So I, I think it's, anytime you have that
1: inner nudge that, okay, it's time to confront some painful memories. Okay. For me, it's, my journaling te- technique is to heal negative childhood memories. So uh, maybe I'm visiting my grandparents' house, which is in the little town where I grew up, um, in the little town where I was abused, and those are the those are the childhood memories that I need healing for. And so, if I visit there, sometimes memories come back. Um, for me, this this might be. Uh, I don't know, maybe this is TMI, maybe not, but a public restroom is incredibly triggering for me. Just being around other men in a vulnerable state like that um, makes me very uncomfortable. I have to find a stall with a door and a lock. And so anytime that happens, uh, I was watching, Lindsay and I tried to start watching a new show the other day. So we pulled up Amazon Prime and uh, there was an abuse scene in the opening of the show and where we're like nope turn that off mm. <laughs> not watching that so for me triggering is just any physical situation that I might be in or a comment that is said anything that takes me back to the most painful moment of my life and so sort of remembering situations like that can feel like um reopening old wounds and you're experiencing those emotions again and again. So that's that's how I know I'm I'm being triggered and I need to do something.
0: And that's the 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 other piece of that is that sometimes it's not as simple as seeing that scene on television and turning it off and flipping the switch off because that trigger can linger for a while, can it?
1: Absolutely. You know, and another thing for me, I, my day job is as a sign language interpreter. And there are, we interpret literally anything that you can think of. If you can pick up your phone and make that phone call, whether you could, should, shouldn't, whatever. It's, it's a phone call that you could pick up your phone and make, we have to interpret it. And that means that sometimes I'm in some uncomfortable situations. And so, and I, and there's nothing I can do about it. The FCC says we have to stay with a call for 10 minutes before we can transfer it to anyone else. And uh, so, yeah, there, there are times where you can't just turn the TV off, turn the call off, uh, walk away. And so what do you do when that's over and you've experienced um, vicarious trauma, that trauma that sort of bounces off someone else and is transferred to you? How do you deal with that? So this is what I do.
0: So that's when you pick up your notebook and start writing. You got it. Yeah. Well, I think it's really interesting that um, you first started journaling in a public way with your blog. And then about a year ago, you said, I need something for me. Dude, we get, and, and I have done this, but my life started getting so much better when I stopped using Facebook as, as as a private journal, right? Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: not what it was intended
0: for. Right, and and it just walk me through the importance of having a place to just write things down and get them out of our heads that yeah no one will ever see.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, my life feels incredibly public, um, and, and for a while, my goodness, I was a youth pastor, a worship pastor, uh, husband, father, photographer, uh, hosted a radio show in Birmingham, had the blog. I was doing all of these things that were very public. Uh, my teenagers in the youth group all had my number. They all had me on Facebook. I was always connected. And so for me, the journal gives myself permission to do a couple of things. It gives me permission to just be raw, just be honest, um, to say the things that I might never say to anyone. Um, And it also gives me that permission to disconnect, which I desperately need more often than I would like to admit. I, I have been pegged for a long time as an extrovert, and that's not true I am an extroverted introvert I'm a gregarious introvert I can work the room if I have to I can be in the spotlight if I need to especially if it's my gig but my lord put me in a room full of strangers and expect me to just have small talk
0: oh my gosh
1: I'm freaking out my (laughs) palms are
0: sweaty just thinking about it
1: yeah
0: yeah so I need that time to
1: disconnect to not be in the spotlight to tell the deep dark sometimes ugly, um, not always easy to swallow truth. And that's why it matters.
0: When did you start figuring out that this process of journaling, especially when triggered, was changing you?
1: You know what? Immediately. Um, Just, again, having that permission to disconnect and get really honest, I noticed I felt more calm. I felt more distant from painful events than I'd felt in a really long time. I was able to ground myself, to remind myself that I'm not the same little boy who was abused 30 plus years ago, that I'm not being abused anymore. Uh, those those reminders might sound a little strange to somebody who doesn't have that trauma and form of mind, but for me, I need the reminder sometimes that I'm I'm here. It's 2019. I'm sitting at my desk. I'm talking to my friend Tracy on the phone. Uh, I'm a husband. I'm a dad. I am healing every single day. God is present with me in times of trouble. And those things are really important for me just from living with a traumatized mind. So I, I noticed it immediately just that I could sort of let my shoulders relax a little bit and go, oh, that's right. I'm, I'm not being abused today. I'm healing today. I just remember.
0: Wow. And I that's that's one of the most powerful components of journaling is because dude, people like you and me actually all kinds of people we we compare ourselves to where we want to be. We compare ourselves to where others are. And that is agonizing and frustrating and it is no way to live by comparing today to tomorrow, either fear of tomorrow or that we're not close enough to where we want to be. But when yep. we compare ourselves to where we were versus where we are, wow, I had to go back and look at some work that I had done last year. And I'm frustrated about the work that I'm doing, just reaching out to, to prospective partners and. Um, and and the the pitch wasn't quite good enough, you know, and my coach says, hey, you can do better. So I went back and pulled up an old one and I realized, oh, my gosh, how awful that was. And <laughs> this is just a bad day. So yeah. when we compare our past to our now, we get to celebrate how far we've come, right?
1: Yes, yes. yes. And you get to stop doing that comparison game with other people too i think that's the that's the part of social media that i really love is that we are sitting there comparing ourselves to everybody else and that is exhausting it's unfair it's unrealistic it's unhealthy it's toxic stop doing it (laughs) stop doing it yeah (laughs) you do not have to keep up with the Jones.
0: yeah yeah so We've, we've kind of talked about where you started and why you started a year ago. Um, yeah. And we've kind of talked about your tempo. You don't journal every single day. You don't necessarily journal every single week. Uh, what happens when you figure out that, uh, oh my goodness, I really haven't, I haven't picked up my, my journal in a few days.
1: Yeah, if I skip a session when I know that I need it, it's very obvious to me pretty quickly that I'm not being kind to myself. It, I notice that because my anxiety goes up. That inner chaos fills out. It fills out into the way that I interact with the people I care about. It usually causes me to withdraw further. And, and that's not pretty because I withdraw. I get into that shame spiral of all the ways I'm not good enough, of all the what ifs, And then I withdraw for a while. And then after that shame spiral, you know, I sort of implode. Um, And I'm, I'm not the kind, happy go lucky, Mr. Encourager that everybody thinks that I am. When I get into that toxic way of thinking and it all is because I'm not being kind to myself. I'm not giving myself permission to stop what I'm doing for 10 minutes. Get out the pen, get out the paper and, and have some word vomit, have a soul dump, (laughs) have a soul dump, just dump it out there on the paper um, and let it go. And you know what? Some people don't like to journal on paper because they're scared to death that somebody else is going to read it. Hey man, if you got to buy yourself a little metal trash can and burn it right after you're done writing it, you have permission to do that.
0: Exactly. And that's so cathartic. There's a young man who is uh, a community organizer in in, uh, where I live, and he has been incredible as we've navigated the Arkansas River flooding from late last month and early this month. Uh, He works at McDonald's. He's a manager. He's got a family, and he's constantly on Facebook saying, hey – who can spot me for some dog food? I'll deliver it to people where it's needed. Or where can I, where can I do sandbags? And he's just constantly in motion and organizing fundraisers for flood victims and, and puppies. And just, he's constantly doing things for other people. And someone apparently told him that he wasn't doing it right. Um, And so he went on Facebook and he just, he, he, did a series of posts. I'm angry, uh, and then a few hours later, he said, "Okay, I'm not taking back anything that I said on Facebook, but I am making the posts private, so not everybody has to see my verbal vomit. And from now on, I'm going to do what I did later, which is, which is grab a piece of paper, write down all the reasons what those people said made me mad." And why it doesn't matter. And then he ripped it up and threw it away. I love it. Good for him. And that's what I said. I said, I said, dude, that is a tremendous journaling technique. So, so even if you don't use a notebook, even if it's just one piece of paper a day, that you rip up and burn Mm -hmm. when, when you're feeling triggered, that's still journaling, right?
1: Yeah. You got it.
0: You know, I think the only disadvantage is it, is it's hard to go back and see um, your progress, but it's a whole lot better than being scared to death to put your thoughts on paper and then to say, I ain't got time for you. Sure. You are a toxic thought. Get out of my life. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So how is journaling changing you? I mean, we've talked all around this, um, kind of let's put a bow on it.
1: Yeah, sure. Do you, do you want to go through the process that I use the, the 10 prompts or is that something yeah. you want to include and give people as a freebie later? You tell me what you want to do
0: well i i definitely want to give it away um okay. let let's let's uh put a link in the show notes okay. uh, for your your prompts okay. um but yeah run through those for us and and you know what why don't you run through the first three or or, or your favorite three or four and then they can get the rest um by clicking the link and uh and and okay. uh, given giving their email address to you
1: All right, so here's how I start. First thing I do, get out the pen and paper, and I write down what I thought and felt in that moment. Not in this moment, in that moment. When whatever the the negative memory is, all this is about healing negative childhood memory. For me, it's the abuse. For someone else, maybe it's dad pointed out your gap teeth or you're angry about mom always trying to point out that you need to be sitting up straighter, stand up taller, you know, whatever it is, write down how you felt, what you were thinking in that moment. The second thing I do is write down what are my current thoughts? What are my current themes. So I'm, I'm leaving that child mind behind for a minute. I'm using my adult mind and I'm taking a look at the situation the best way I can. I'm, I'm distancing myself a little bit. So what does my adult mind tell me about what really happened? So maybe I see things a little more clearly now. Was mom or dad's goal just to make me a better person? So I write down my current interpretation of that. Um, Then I'll skip a couple of steps. And the sixth thing I do is to rewrite the story, rewrite that history, reconstruct my childhood on paper. How do I wish it had been? What do I wish this had looked like? So it's a learning experience to um, to formulate how you would have liked your growing up years to have been different. And rewriting your history
0: can help you heal. Mm.
1: So there's 10 steps that I do. Those are my three favorite, And, yeah, I would love to be able to give that away.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes and people can sign up and get all of that. Uh, that sounds Perfect. awesome. I've seen that okay. before. It's been a while since I looked at it. So absolutely. Good deal. Um, so let's put a bow on it. Uh, how has yeah. journaling changed you? Boy, it,
1: I, I think I go back to a previous response in that it has allowed me to distance myself from that little boy who had no power, who was abused. Um, life happened to him. And I'm trying to turn this around and let life happen for me. I'm in control, uh, I am safe, I belong, I am not being abused by. My wife's line is, the worst day of your life doesn't get to define the rest of your life unless you let it. And so it is, it, it has changed me in ways, it's made me more compassionate to myself. Um, it has helped me conquer some fear. I've let God love me again and perfect love always casts out fear. And so I am i feel like I'm the most healthy, whole, loving person when I do the work to get the ick out, to get the bad out, to get the dark out, to tell the secrets, to tell the truth, um, to let it go. All of that is true.
0: I'm so proud of you, I'm, and I'm so glad you're my friend. Yeah. Ooh, me too. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the nerdy stuff. And I know okay. you're not much of a nerdy guy. I mean, you're just <laughs> so wonderful. utilitarian when it comes to, to some of this stuff. Um, what are three tools you feel like you just absolutely have to have in order to execute your your journaling practice?
1: Yeah. So my first one is a candle. Uh, Now, I know I can't do this if I'm at work and feeling triggered, but when I'm at home, um, I light a candle. So my favorite candle right now is a a genuine homemade handcrafted um, peppermint twist candle Mm. from Swan Creek Candle Company, and uh, I just love it. I love peppermint scent, and um, so I have to have my, my candle. It's it's a reminder of love made tangible. That's what my friend Ed Bacon calls God, love made tangible. And so a candle is just that physical reminder that the Holy Spirit's present with me, even when I'm feeling shaky, scared. Mm. The second thing I need is a good pen. I know you get this. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend, <clears throat> excuse me, my friend Pete uh, makes these handcrafted wooden writing pens to support his family's work with foster children. And um, I can send you the link to his Etsy yeah. shop as well. Um, but they are beautiful. Uh, you can go on his Etsy shop and pick the particular type of wood that you would like, the shape, all oh, wow. that. And so they write well. They're beautiful. And the most important, excuse me, the most important thing to me is they're the perfect weight. Mm. So I need a pen that's a little heavy. I don't want some light that hardly feels like it's in my hand plastic. I need something that's got a little weight to it. So I need a candle. I need a good pen. And the third thing I need is just a full-size yellow legal pad. You can get it at Dollar General. You can get it at Walmart. I really don't care. It's cheap. It's effective. And it's my favorite thing to ride on. And that goes back to my sweet old granddaddy that we lost here about a year and a half ago now. Boss. Um, he bossed. Boss was uh he was a newspaper man and he would write his interviews on yellow legal pad and he would sketch articles on yellow legal pad and I just he was you know he was my hero he was the of thing since grits and um so I wrote the entire first draft of Catching Your Breath on yellow legal pad You did and longhand I enough. did yeah longhand and it, you can't tell me that if you go read from Pastor the Psych Ward from 2016 and then you go read catching your breath from the end of 2018. The books feel completely different. They say you use a, a different side of your brain when you write longhand versus typing it out. And um, I think that's very true. So I gotta have a candle, I gotta have a pen, and I gotta have a yellow legal pad.
0: Do you keep your yellow notepads or do you ever just say, Okay, I'm done with those and and burn them or throw them in the trash?
1: I have a giant box. Full of them. I don't throw entire notebooks away. I will throw pages away. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: All
1: right. Wow. You know, that's yellow, Y E L L A. Yellow. Okay. Like yellow wood. It. Yeah, like yellow wood.
0: That's right. What is it? Uh, the sun comes up, the sun goes down. Work away, work away. Oh, man. We've gone off the rails, haven't we? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> This is what friends do. Uh, Arkansas
0: and Alabama friends for sure. That's right. Okay. Last question. What encouragement or advice do you have for somebody who is struggling with childhood trauma?
1: It's to know that you're not alone. Know that what my wife said, the worst day of your life doesn't get to define the rest of your life unless you let it. So the only way you're going to heal is to get the bad stuff out. So maybe it's journaling. Uh, Maybe it's confessing all the terrible, horrible things to a pastor, to a trusted friend, to your partner. Uh, Eventually, you're going to need to talk to a professional. But know that you're not alone. Know that you are not being abused any longer. And know that healing is possible. I am living proof.
0: Hmm. yeah that's good stuff any last words before we let you get on your way and uh, write some courses and some lecto (laughs) divino stuff and (laughs) and then you gotta go to work
1: yeah i'm just filled with gratitude just to get to spend time with you today just starts my day off right so thank you thank you thank you
0: well, thank you, my friend. And hug Lindsay for me. And uh, you guys um, have have a good rest of your summer. And you and I will be talking. Uh, and who knows? We, we may just hit the record button next time we talk. Because, you know, somebody's going <laughs> to get some good, good out of this.
1: There. If they just listen to us, we'd fix
0: the world, I think. You know what? <laughs> I don't want to fix the world anymore, brother.
1: You just want to fix you?
0: I do. That's a big enough yeah. job.
1: Same here. Same here. Yep. I'm with you. You're a good man.
0: Thank you, Steve Austin. Oh,
1: you're a good woman. Thank you.